noticed lately that the uh, the burial beat has gotten a little gentrified? I feel like I hear like the, pop songs or commercials, and it's like instead of drum and bass, it's like specifically the skittery like. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing it all over the place lately. I don't really. They're know trying why. to commodify smoking a cigarette by yourself in the morning with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Walking to work in the rain <laughs> in a major metropolitan city. Yeah. <laughs> Riding the train home after a Tinder date went badly because you talked about weird 4chan shit instead of normal shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the pr- the predecessor to like the Reddit posts now where it's like uh, Reddit, I got a date, but she didn't like that all I talked about was obscure 90s anime the entire time. <laughs> Except it's just like before that you were just some dude with like hipster glasses and chucks and you were walking around listening to that with like big over ear headphones and you're like, man, this burial album is changing my life. And then you try to tell some lady at a DIY show, like those are actually metal gear solid samples. A lot of the drumming in that is metal gear solid. Have you ever played metal gear solid? (laughs) She's like, Kojima is a genius. She's like, I like Mario when I was a kid. Dr. Mario. Yeah. And the problem is those guys have all given up on that by now. Mm. But now things have caught up that you probably could bring up the Metal Gear Solid thing at a party. And not everyone would think you were an absolute fucking weirdo. (laughs) Women now would just be like, yeah. What year is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just on uh, Brian Quimby's new show, Guys, uh, and we were talking about audio files, and that's very nice. uh, a very uh, similar type of thing that the, they were talking about on their mm. on their message boards of just like, why aren't women into how good my stereo sounds (laughs) (laughs) like they would think that because they'd achieved like audio perfection that then if they showed it to someone they'd be like oh my god this does sound incredible no they they think that they are like shocked to notice they're shocked to know that people other people aren't like oh my god yeah well that's not exactly true a bunch of a bunch of other guys who are exactly like them are all thinking that when they see and hear those posts And, and also like i don't know it's this deep Freudian thing, right? Where it's like most romantic kind of stuff that gets categorized as like sexual or romantic in your brain isn't really for whoever you're attracted to. It's for you. It's for all of the mm. people that are attracted to those same people that you're trying to impress. So for straight right. dudes, it's very simple. It's other straight men. And like, <laughs> I was watching this video where this guy went and like ate with the, some rare tribe in East Africa and they still did all the traditional like cattle herding and everything. And there was this big ceremony where the guys, I don't remember what it was. They were like doing up their hair really nice or it was some kind of tattoo thing, something cool. Uh-huh. And they were saying like the men do this because they think it will get them a wife. And then the guy goes around and he asks the women, he's like, are you impressed by this? And they're like, not really. We don't really care. They do it for each other, we think. And then he's like, what would impress you? And they're like, oh, if he killed one of his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the real thing. Most people don't want to go there and kill their enemies so instead they like turn into a watch guy and then they're posting on r slash watches and they're like (laughs) you guys ever notice that nobody actually cares how cool your watch is unless they're also a very specific watch guy and like i noticed like my coworker was wearing like a shitty 20 dollar timex and all the ladies think it's so cool they don't even notice my seiko (laughs) seiko is that a good one i don't know i thought they were all into rolexes and well rolex is like high-end but seiko has some like vintage ones people like I well think. there's like the fancy watches that are like the midlife crisis watches but then there's the watches for like actual rich people like i forget what they're called i think it's patel something oh, patels like that. are pretty fancy yeah yeah I yeah think where they're, the they're like 
such fans, such rich people watches that they've actually come full circle and they design them to look super normal mm-hmm. so that people right. who don't even know what they are won't try to steal them off of you. Oh, nice. And that's the oh, difference like between being tech, like a millionaire. Like a millionaire has a Rolex, uh-huh. but um, a billionaire has a Patek. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, there's also Richard Milley or Mile Mill. Richard Mill. Drake, Drake has a bunch of those. He's uh-huh. always talking about oh, okay. Richard Mills. Yeah, these do and like the Jacob. There's a lot of these where it's like, yeah, they're actually, these Pateks are so gaudy that my brain is like, oh, this is an Amazon ad for an off-brand watch that's like $15 and won't actually look like that. Like, I can't comprehend it as like a real product, let alone one that's like worth a ton of money. Yeah, Patek No, well, it's like, you have to put yourself in the shoes of a guy. You like, you know how like if some dude has like a Beamer and he wears like Patagonia head to fucking toe and exclusively shops at REI or whatever. What is that? What is that? What is that Patagonia? Why do they always wear that shit? I what don't is, know. What I, is it, that? It's like um, it, it makes them feel like the modern version of like Teddy Roosevelt, like Sierra Club ass people. Yeah, yeah. But it's so it's like that. watered down and granolified and yogaized yeah. because of Silicon Valley that now it's just like I went to REI and got the Patagonia and I got the Carhartt and I got all the good products and that means if I go into the mountains I won't die. News, thought- buddy. You're a fucking <laughs> internal accountant. You will die. <laughs> I thought Patagonia was like, um, like a Walmart brand for a long time. Uh-huh. Like it's so common to see people wearing that shit that I, I, I thought it was just something you'd pick up at Kmart or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like fancy. Well, in some ways, it is. But I was kind of remarking on this to my wife recently. Every fancy brand has a cheap version that they yeah. sell now. Like every Nordstrom has a rack. Every first act has a first act. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what's, it's like first act. First act guitars, the cheapest, shittiest guitar you can buy at Walmart. Oh, but also oh, okay. first act like inexplicably makes ultra high end guitars that you can buy if you're like a millionaire blues lawyer or something. Oh huh. really? Yeah. So it's kind of um and they're it's exactly interesting. the same. Yeah, they are. <laughs> They're both made from fucking balsa wood. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. right. You can buy fucking fleece Patagonia sh- shirts at Walmart. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, it, there's like a slippage to it, too, because it's like the, the pineapple used to be a symbol of wealth in England when it's it was like rare. The right? Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> consider the humble pineapple. <laughs> once, a mighty st- once a mighty symbol of wealth in ye olden times of Victorian England. Yeah. Surely gold-plated pineapples on fence posts and wrought iron gates abound. You can still <laughs> see them today. But what do we think of pineapples anymore? Simply a fruit that is difficult to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta cut it open with a big knife. Yeah. So yeah, wait, John, I mean, they, you were saying that there's like a guy who wears Patagonia stuff and drives a Beamer. We were talking, trying, talking oh, about yeah. watches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but before I move on, in yeah, Victorian yeah, times, on. you did used to be able to rent a pineapple for your party. Yeah, I love and that. And then you would have to return oh. the pineapple. Yeah. To, just, to like have, just to like show it off that you have one. Just having it yeah. there would be cool, yeah. It's like when guys <laughs> post on Twitter, they're like, you can be a millionaire like me, and they're standing in front of a car, and then the community notes is like, you can see the sticker in the window of the company he leased this from. Yeah. Or like rented it. <laughs> this is rented. Community but, notes but, are so yeah. funny. That's like one of the best, the, the only good feature Twitter has gotten in like five years, it feels like. Yeah. But in in order to imagine buying a Patek watch or one of the, even the nicer ones, you have to put yourself in the shoes of one of those Patagonia guys looking down on you and mm-hmm. then think about who would be looking down on the Patagonia guy. Okay. The people who can afford those watches are the people looking down on that person. So it's oh, like okay. two orders of magnitude up from the rich dickhead who parked taking up two spots in front of the Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. 
I can see it. I, I feel like just looking at like the the like the advertising or like the you know the the models and like how the they style stuff on the Patagonia website. I feel like there's like the reason that the kind of like there's people who just like drive a Beamer and then like wear it head to toe is because they're like they want this like affectation of laid backness. They're like, well, I don't want to wear a suit because that's kind of like stuffy and lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to dress a little cool and they want like, to have a life good. Sticker. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, it's like they don't quite, quite want a life is good sticker, but they want like earth tones and sort of like technical like fleece mm-hmm. or like whatever something that's like like used to feel futuristic. I, I think part of it is like age. Like if you're Gen X or older, then it's like the idea that it's like oh, this is like a synthetic fabric that's futuristic, mm-hmm. and it's like you know the kind of shit astronauts might wear if tech, they're going going to the moon. Fleece. Yeah, it's a tech yeah, well- fleece. That Patagonia stuff really like congealed on Gen X. I feel like that's the main target yeah. for it because they really do feel like they're living in the future because they're old and their brains don't work anymore, but they remember <laughs> still what it was like to have hope, unlike the boomers whose just neurons have not been firing for 20 years. But I, I looked up, I was curious about Patagonia's kind of social status in the United States. Welcome to Beep Beep Lettuce, everybody. Your Hello. favorite Hello. podcast. Yeah, we're a fashion um, show now. So I, I go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I typed in the Google search bar Patagonia versus and the first thing that came up was North Face and okay. I got taken to Quora the greatest website in the world oh, yeah. and it's Shout just like Quoraters. yeah for <laughs> real and the question is what is a good Patagonia or North Face jacket for cold winters are they worth the money <laughs> I'm just like are so confused expensive? by this because did they used to be expensive <laughs> I don't feel like they are <laughs> Were they ever? Yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought they were a Walmart brand. Mm-hmm. Not like and then the o- only Walmart, but I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, whatever, Massimo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Stussy. Stussy. <laughs> well, even Target has, like, the fancy brands now. Like, is H&M a fancy brand, I guess? You see that? No, there. that's its own store. Yeah. Well, then they're cross-pollinating. For real? <laughs> You can buy H&M yeah. branded clothes. I think so. I, was, H&M? I was just at a Target today and I do not remember. I'll be when honest. I was, okay. When I was like in my early 20s and I was very poor, I used to basically like only shop at H&M. Yeah, H&M was great if you're like, I want a shirt and it for it to be $6. Yeah. Cuz they were it was just like, you know, nice-ish looking clothes that were yeah. like $0. They were like a little cool looking. It was like cooler than what you could get if you went to like a thrift store or like a, or, like outlet store or something. Yeah, that more than like a I don't know, wet seal or something. Like they weren't gaudy. Oh, you know? What the hell's a wet seal? Remember wet seal? No. <laughs> remember Tuesday morning. Forever 21. <laughs> I do remember Tuesday. But I remember, every, remember five below. They're still around, I think. Every, H&M was the, the store that taught me that like poor people actually spend more money because like mm, you yeah. buy a shirt from them and it would immediately rip. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you put it through the wash literally once and it'd be like, now you have a hole in your pit. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately uh because they're made out of like cheese cloth <laughs> yeah and they had like sweatshop you know my most clothes are sweatshop but like yeah, yeah. it was apparently uh extremely bad for h&m yeah well like you ever try to make clothes yourself like you order the materials and it's like already more than the fucking clothes would have cost in the first place and it's like well yeah. you better have the equipment and 16 hours to put the pattern together <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried to no, but my wife does that kind of stuff. She's really passionate about it. So like, oh, but cool. you know, it's kind of at the point where like, you got to make what you want to wear. You can't just be like, I'm going to make my own clothes to save money. That's, that's just straight up not fucking happening. Yeah. Right. 
it seems really difficult to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who, who knows how much fucking slave labor went into the textiles in the first place, but at least right. that way you know someone's not being paid two cents a day and being charged four cents a day for room and board to make whatever you're wearing. Jesus. Yeah, I've talked about it on the show before, but, like, after researching what, like, the most ethical clothing company is, the one I landed on is Rick Owens, which is, like, good luck spending any mu- less than, like, hundreds of dollars on any piece of clothing. But, like, yeah. he owns two factories in Moldova and Italy, and everyone is paid, like, extravagantly. And, like, <laughs> that's it. Like, mm-hmm. like p- even, like, the retail workers have, like, stock in the company and, like, are treated very well. Um, so if you want to be ethical, Rick Owens, baby. <laughs> spend a ton of fucking money on that Rick Owens. Yeah. yeah. Or just wear burlap like I do. Just old potato <laughs> sacks. You can get them from most supermarkets. They're free. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like wearing yeah. the wearing the barrel with like holes for your arms and legs, like that's pretty ethical, right? That's like, pretty yeah, yeah. Probably, it's probably like a union job to that's make a barrel. Couture, yeah. yeah. Oh, great Halloween <laughs> costume, John. Oh, actually, no. I'm just an ethical <laughs> consumer uh, in the 21st century. Yeah, I'm uh, voting with my dollars <laughs> <laughs> for a flower sack. Yeah, <laughs> I voted for this rain barrel. So you know, rain barrel for president. Yeah, we yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of somebody who should definitely run for president, which is my new favorite uh, epithet, my new favorite <laughs> way to insult people. Um, <laughs> May your family run for president. Yeah, yeah. It's like every time I find out somebody's like pretty old, like I went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon and I looked up Scorsese and he's mm-hmm. like 80 or whatever now. And I was like, he's, damn, yeah. he should run for president. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, George Santos, the guy who ne- is never not in the news anymore, um, is facing 23 criminal counts and a possible expulsion from Congress. Very <laughs> normal, very much whatever. But this month, this he started announcing that his his niece has been kidnapped, which has not been corroborated by any law enforcement agency. <laughs> Sounds and then- true. He's implicated that it could possibly be a plot of the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. They're always kidnapping nieces. It's like one of their top five favorite schemes, uh, I think. That's true. I've seen all four, three Takens. Oh, that was the Chinese? <laughs> I thought it was like terror, like Muslim terrorists. I don't know. I actually haven't seen yeah. any of them. Yeah, <laughs> they, were all from, they were all from Xinjiang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they took um, it. But yes, yeah, speaking to the New York Times, he claimed he had, quote, a story that nobody talks about that his niece <laughs> <No>. was kidnapped. <laughs> Why is no one talking about this lie? <laughs> and then he, he said that likely in retaliation for his public comments about the Chinese Communist Party. And then Grace Ashford, uh, the reporter who was trying to kind of, I guess, ask him any kind of question that would get information out of him, said, you think it was China? And he said, look, I don't want to go into like conspiracy theory, but you know, if the shoe fits, right? <laughs> Does it fit? What, what you shoe? Mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, man. That, they're that, always kidnapping that's women. A re- that's a really great answer to any question. Like if someone is like, hey, did you eat my, uh, my cookies out of the fridge? And be like, I think it might have been the Chinese. Like, look, I don't want to go into conspiracy theories, but if the shoe fits, <laughs> if right? The shoe fits. Yeah, I the think... Chinese are always eating your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like this guy has just been found out to have lied about working at Citigroup, lied about working at Goldman Sachs, lied about having grandparents <laughs> who fled the Holocaust, lied having a mother who was in the South Tower on 9/11. Like everything he's ever said is a lie. What if he's but... lying about having a husband? Yeah, maybe what he's, if he's straight... not even gay. Yeah, I, I literally, I don't want to. I do. I want to. Every anything he's ever said is he even from Earth? 
<laughs> Has he ever said if the world is flat or round? <laughs> does does he denounce Hamas? <laughs> yeah, we gotta find that, that one out. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's also weird because like people are like slack jawed in awe that Santos is allowed to keep running around saying and doing whatever he wants at least for the time. But to me, it's like a microcosm of like the entire media environment that we have because it's like from Ukraine continuously right up through this Israel-Palestine conflict that's happening right now, we've just seen so many lies come our way that have then been disproven in like a week. And so like, to my mind, George Santos is basically like the least surprised. I'm surprised there aren't dozens of him running around. There probably are more and we're just like not finding out and he's the most egregious of it. Like, I'm sure if you dug into the statements of like any member of Congress, you would find like discrepancies, like, places where they've like told white lies or like mm-hmm. misrepresented stuff. He's just doing it in a really blatant way that is yeah. like much easier to spot. There's an well, article. he's like lying to, he's lying to other bourgeois people, right? Yeah, like they yeah. normally lie to us, right. but they don't lie to yeah, each yeah. other. They're like, Oh, I worked at Goldman Sachs and they really did. Yeah. Cause that's where ghouls work. But he's just like, actually I was a lead exterminator at Abu Ghraib and everyone's <laughs> just like, cool, man, do you want to run for president? <laughs> <laughs> There's an article on, uh, the independent, uh, from last month called people are confused by George Santos's hard launching his husband. Um, <laughs> Is it referring to the tweet where he mentioned his husband? And before that, there was, yeah, no but mention. then right after that, he posted like on his Instagram, like saying, this is his husband. That's his husband. Like, okay. <laughs> so he looks like a, like a Mexican boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving me vibes of, uh, oh shit, who's that guy with like the upside down fit? Matt Gates, I think, where he's just oh, like, Oh, yeah, with yeah, Nestor. My, yeah, Nestor. My son, <laughs> Nestor, who I adopted from Cuba, and he's like 25. And it's like, Did you ever adopt him? Why is he your son? What is this? This is really weird. Oh, also, um, Santos didn't just like announce his husband, he name dropped his husband in a solemn tribute to the late Senator Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. King. Is this, I love this guy. He really should be president. <laughs> It was so, I mean, he says he's been, he says they've been dating for a while. They were, when did they get married? Yeah. Well, and there was like, I remember like last year or earlier this year or something, it was like someone found a picture that was like George Santos in drag in Mexico or something. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was, people were like, oh, I guess he's queer or does cross-dressing sometimes or something. Interesting. He's apparently gay. Yeah. But. Oh well, wait. Okay, so there's also a New York. <laughs> there's also a New York Times article from February fifteenth, twenty twenty three, that says George Santos married a Brazilian woman. House is asked to find out why. So find it looks why? like he. <laughs> what does that mean? It, it looks like they think he might have been doing an immigration scheme uh-huh. with this sure. seven year marriage, which is like, if that's true, that's probably the least bad thing he's ever done. Yeah, it's like a public <laughs> service to someone. Sure, yeah. but. Oh, I see. Maybe, maybe but he's he gay. was born here. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, he has to be if he's running for president. Well, he's not well, running, he's for, not president, really running for president, I don't think. But that's like, just... that's the vibes I get off him are so presidential because it's like everyone's like, when's he going to get kicked out of politics? When's he going to die? Yeah. And if like, <laughs> Trump has taught us anything, it's that he is here forever and we should just yeah. get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you were saying, John, about how it's like we've been seeing nothing but a parade of lies in the media. It's like, I feel like ever since Trump, like, the media just got kind of hooked on that like dopamine eyeball rush of like showing somebody who lies a lot or like says outrageous things. Because like if there's anything we've learned about, we've learned about politicians, it's like the the most like boring like cookie cutter ones. Like like 
the, the Clintons lie, but in such a boring way, like the way you describe, where it's like they mm-hmm. lie to the like citizenry, that it's like everyone just tunes it out and it's like watching paint dry. But then Trump tells all these like outrageous lies, or George <laughs> Santos does, and it becomes like must see TV. And like the way that the news media works is that they're just looking for anything that will like drive engagement and clicks and like be a story they can talk about for a long time. And so stuff like George Santos, I think, is just like going to be the mode of like public engagement going forward for a lot of people is just like Mm -hmm. telling as many outrageous lies as you can spinning the most absurd like persona for yourself how you stay in the limelight yeah exactly get that high (laughs) what do they call it like a q rating or something that's that like rating of how famous you are the whales are going crazy because of the windmill. <laughs> <laughs> He's so They're right. talking about it everywhere. <laughs> the generals came to me. They said they had a bomber that, that they've made uh, environmentally friendly. I said, who cares? <laughs> You're dropping bombs everywhere, shooting everyone. Uh, he was so right with that. Uh, yeah, that was very true. <laughs> it was true. <laughs> but as long as we're talking about stuff that's so true, uh, we talked a little bit on the last episode on the bonus about the the. Are we calling this boy math now? Where is that the meme? I don't. I don't get that meme. I, I, I don't really know that meme. Yeah, it kind of passed me by. Yeah, but anyway, so we have a tweet from Z Squirrel where he has a clip from Joe Biden speaking uh, live on BBC, where Biden says October seventh was like fifteen nine elevens for Israel. So <laughs> doubling down on this per capita nine eleven math, and then we have another Twitter clip actually from the Prime Minister of Israel at Israeli PM, where Netanyahu says on October seventh, Hamas waged war on Israel. It was the worst terror attack the world has known since nine eleven. But for Israel, proportionately, it was like 20 9-11s. So when, <laughs> Netanyahu said, I see you're 15, and I raise you five. <laughs> when, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert in, like, you know, ethics or whatever, but since when has it been a measure of, like, the horror or, like, calamity of some horrific event? Today. Like, the literally, proportions of literally people? Literally this week, they decided that that's what... That's how we measure things. It's yeah. Like, like, has anyone ever been like, oh, you know, it's sad that one of your children got murdered, but you have 12. So proportionally, it's like, you know, if you had two kids, it'd be like, it's like one sixth of that. So if you think about it that way, you can round it down and then it's actually fine. <laughs> I mean, do they do that for the, the quote unquote Holodomor? Because they're like, oh, well, it's like the Holocaust because. Oh, yeah, they can make it more because the, the there's, ho- there's the, a billion people or whatever in Russia. So. But it was just in Ukraine, right? So it was like. No, it wasn't just in Ukraine. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, but like, they're going to fudge the, it. The fake so. one, yeah. yeah, 200 million people just in Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that how many no- people died? No, no, not at all. I mean, or like, or like they say died. I mean, when well, yeah, they, it, they that's count, what they say. They count every person who died in like the war with Germany. Oh, right. Including Nazis. Including Nazis. That, that's, that's where a hundred million comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, but they don't count the per capita of that. They're not, they don't compare it to, I've never heard anyone do that. I've never heard anyone be like, this is like Holocaust times two because of like <laughs> yeah. the population of the country. Yeah. No one is ever like, oh, like this small town having a school shooting is worse because proportionally more children were killed in the town <laughs> than in like a well, big city. Or- yeah. So 600 people died and there was only 6,000 <laughs> people in the whole town. What the so fuck? So it's like 10 Holocaust. It's fucking yeah. demented. It's so <laughs> yeah. insane, such insane behavior. Well, we did this math a little bit on the last episode, but I have a really good comparison now, which is that so 3,000 people died in 9-11 yeah. and the u.s has a population of about 
Um, 350 million, 375 Mm -hmm. million, something like that. We'll say 375 uh, million. And so if you, if you divide that, that's calculator. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) that's 0.00008%. And so if we take that and we multiply it by the population of Nauru, (laughs) Uh which is 12,500 people, the smallest population nation in the world, that is 0.1%. 0.1%. So every time one person in Nauru dies, that is like 10 9 <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why it's on in the news more whenever like an old person in Nauru dies of natural causes. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's 10 9 right there. So my heart goes out to <laughs> Micronesia and Nauru specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Experiencing 10 9 every day. <laughs> Rhode Island, if there's ever like a three-car pileup on the highway... Terrible. That's like that's like, like a hundred nine eleven. It's like a hundred car crashes. Yeah. If one cow dies in Wyoming, <laughs> that's an agricultural <laughs> epidemic, <Yeah. laughs> disaster. Yeah, uh, it's absurd. And then also like not even being consistent about it for Gaza, because Gaza is like fifty percent children. How many people are even in Gaza? Like a couple thousand. I don't know. Oh, it's more than that. Um, Gaza population, 590,000 before oh the God. conflict started. Yeah. And th- how many people have died there? I guess we don't have good numbers, right? Because- oh, yeah. There is absolutely no way to tell that. I mean, they stopped letting in a bunch of different press, and a lot of press agencies stopped sending press because press kept fucking dying. Yeah, they just murder them. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah, so that they're, and, and they're always like, oh, a house got blown up. And then you look at the house and it's a sky rise. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole apartment building. And they're like, like yeah, someone from Hamas was hiding because, out in there. Yeah, 300 people died in this house. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> they, yeah. were, they were all related, actually. It's, it's just one family. They were all running a WOW gold farm together. And we <laughs> consider that a military asset in the hands of a terrorist organization. So we had to blow it up. Ugh. God. Evil. <clears throat> yeah. Awful. They're well, as long as we're freaks and they should all. Oh. No, yeah, we, we can't say what we want to say on the bo- on the regular. Let's just say, we could. <laughs> I could say you're going to have to subscribe to the bonus to hear us swear like old men about <laughs> war atrocities. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as long as we're talking about what the IDF has been doing, uh, there's a really interesting article in the Washington Post here where it just kind of goes over a lot of what we've been talking about from the air. Israel hit 320 quote unquote terror targets, including Hamas tunnels and dozens of command centers. But something that, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? At Khan's Mole Man. Uh, pointed out on Twitter, Warren Commission Test Skull pointed out that the article says the IDF said it has now killed five Hamas Air Force commanders, including Ibrahim al-Sahar, whom Israel called the head of the anti-tank battery. And I'm just curious, as I'm sure Khan's mole man is as well, what the fuck do you mean when you say Hamas Air Force? Do you mean like the guy who was ordering around the powered paragliders? Mm -hmm. Or do you just mean guys with like, anti-artillery guns or what because they don't have bombers <laughs> no they don't have planes yeah no what would they have Where <laughs> like would one they of those them? little leonardo da vinci whirly gig things <laughs> with a big round bomb on the bottom <laughs> i wish they had that yeah that'd be awesome yeah. <laughs> 
So it's really confusing to me because they keep trying to characterize Hamas as being this like super well-trained like terrorist cell militia organization that's also somehow a national military with like bra- traditional branches that we would be able to recognize. They want to make when, it like, seem like it's a war. Right. That's what they yeah, have to like portray it as. When it is not a war, when it is clearly a genocide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the and fu- everyone, everyone knows, like no one is confused by it. Like I, there are like, I don't even feel like Twitter is a good representation of this because there's people on there who are like stand with Israel or whatever, but like those are probably people in Israel. Yeah. Or people who have ties to Israel. Or people like Barry Weiss or just like cynical like neocons. Or people who are being paid by APAC. Liberals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like Brett Gelman. <laughs> Who's that? The that comedian. He's um, he looks like Bert Kreischer with his shirt on. Okay. And uh, today on t- on Twitter, everyone was surprised when he revealed that he is just Bert Kreischer with a shirt on. <laughs> Should have been able to see that one coming, Do guys. Bert Kreischer <laughs> is a Zionist. I I don't know if he is or not. I'll I'll be interested to find out when he finally releases the machine, the movie. That same joke we've all been hearing for three years, but now it's a movie. The sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. People are. People are sometimes being like, oh, yeah, but I feel like the vast majority of Americans do not, are not confused by this. Like, especially because we just had, what, like two years, it feels like, maybe not two years, but of like Ukraine, right? Yeah. Where it's like, That's what's so you're bizarre supposed about to all have, this. okay, so there's this big, huge country when they have big military mm-hmm. and Ukraine is just a tiny little baby. And they are being invaded, and they just are going to get, you know, colonized by this evil country. Yeah, yeah. We have to send them money to defend themselves, and they're all awesome for shooting any Russian soldier or whatever. Right. Uh, And then it's like, if you are one of those dumb liberals who bought that, the calculus is exactly the same, but you have to support Gaza. Like, you have to be a fucking idiot to, like, also, I mean... You have to be uneducated and un- uninformed about like world history to buy Ukraine. But <laughs> yeah, but that's like- the name of the game: uneducated yeah. and uninformed. Oh, <laughs> sign me up! <laughs> Apple pie and baseball. Exactly. <laughs> and that, like yeah. that is more understandable to me. Like the 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 narrative of Ukraine makes sense. There's been a lot of years. <laughs> if you're like a liberal, especially just- to an American, yeah, you get mm-hmm. a lot of Putin bad. Like that, well, that, yeah, that but, flows into but, you. But not even just because of the propaganda, but because the narrative is that of, a, of an underdog. You can right. look at a map and be like, wow, Russia's so big. Totally. Ukraine's yeah, so yeah. small. Uh, and they just want their independence. Mm-hmm. And then there is no narrative to make Israel look like the good guy here. Yeah. Well, that, it, that, it there you. is. I mean, they're they're trying really hard for you to, to to no longer be like, oh, Israel is obviously oppressing Palestine and Palestinians. They want you to think, look at all these scary Arab countries around Israel, which is just there for no reason and has every right to be there. <laughs> and because, you know, Syria and Iraq and these other countries that you probably couldn't tell apart from each other on a map, 2002 era leftism. But um, it's just like, they want you to think that those countries are a threat to Israel and that if they don't crack down on Hamas, then Hamas, which is secretly actually led by Bashar al-Assad and Iran, Mm -hmm. is going to just like tear Israel apart from within and then they won't be able to have Bruno Mars concerts anymore. (laughs) Right. And that's all we really want. Yeah, Bryn, what you were saying reminded me of, uh, I don't know if he like originally said this quote. It was in like a John Boys video about uh, 24 that he was like, 
America always wants to think of itself as David, but it's really Goliath. And I feel like Israel has like, that's the exact same energy they're having in this war is that they're like trying to somehow present themselves as the besieged underdog, like the people who are fighting to defend themselves when it's like they have so many absurd advantages in terms of like propaganda money for like military support from countries all around the world. Um, like you're seeing so much insane stuff where people are like implying that like there's going to be like cancel culture getting them in trouble for supporting Israel. Like they're going to like lose their jobs or like get censored or something for being in like. I hope they do. I mean, it'd be that great. Be cool. But it's like supporting Israel is one of the most like lockstep like propagandized mm-hmm. things you have to do in the country. You know, we talked about this on the show before where there was like a teacher trying to get like someone getting a teaching job in Colorado and they had to sign a pledge that they would always support Israel. Just like making it trying to make it illegal to like do to just like boycott israel with bds well and it's also weird because like it's the kind of stuff that if you asked them like if you hired a teacher and you were like hey i need you to sign this pledge that says you'll always support america no matter what even most americans would be like that's weird i'm pretty sure that actually the constitution says that that's not cool you're not allowed to do that but when it's for this other country that's like this magical special project we just mysteriously allocate funding to oh oh suddenly it's all good guys like (laughs) you need to mind yeah what are you (laughs) anti-semitic what do you hate jews (laughs) yeah oh god i love jews i just don't think they're going to heaven I think it's really important that they're in Israel, actually, because that's where they'll finally be destroyed to make room for Jesus to come down and set the table for the final Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that'll be a good time, man. I'm gonna, I want to see the green and red horses. <laughs> I'm gonna feel so stupid if evangelicals are actually right. Like in two, in three years, that happens and Jesus comes back. I'll be like, I guess I'll repent now. I mean, can I still? Is it too late? Like, I'm sorry, I messed I feel up, like guys. In the, I, uh, long-time listeners of this show will know that I grew up very Christian. Uh, and I feel, you know, I struggled a lot with, like, that specifically. Uh, like, what if it is true? Yeah. Like, what if all this made-up shit that everyone believes is true? Yeah, that yeah. would What would that mean for me? Yeah. And it'd be like, yeah. for me, it's like, at this point in my life, I feel like if it was true, I have never been more sure that I want to figure out how to kill God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is the most evil being on the face, like in the universe of Marvel. Well, if he made yeah, if he made everything Thanos, he's worse than um Galactus. Like he's just like this horrible tyrant who wants like nothing but suffering Mm -hmm. uh and and like white supremacist genocide. (laughs) Like sure fuck this crazy thing. Yeah. What, um, what 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 if you died and like God took you up to like wherever the place of judgment is and instead of like being like really kind and loving or like a really vengeful hateful God he was just kind of like uh, a little bit distant and uncomfortable and like kind of belittled you the whole time like oh what do we have here this little <laughs> piece of shit I saw you sit on the couch and smoke weed all that time don't think I don't fucking see everything don't think I didn't see how many times you rewatched Futurama a miserable <laughs> program if there ever has been one You're going right in the bin buddy and you're like is the bin heaven or hell he's like it's the bin it's the fucking bin what about this do you not get (laughs) i put it in the bible (laughs) it's like hades it's just like everyone's in one place it's not really heaven or hell you're just kind of like a shade hanging out you know you're you're just dead but you're alive Mm kind of whatever don't worry about it 
Yeah, you're close to me in my judgment. Something, something. I forget what I wrote all those years ago. It's not <laughs> it important anymore. It was a long anymore. time ago. Look, you did Straight a podcast. You know I, how easy, easy it is to forget. Imagine you've been doing a <laughs> podcast for eternity. Would you remember anything you ever made or did or said? No. It's been a long time. Sometimes it feels a, like that. It's been a hard couple of years for me. Centuries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, COVID was actually pretty tough up here in heaven, too. You guys weren't doing as much <laughs> stuff. So it was like, for us, we didn't have much to watch. Super you know? boring. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda... I was doing pretty good until you guys brought back Survivor. And then I said, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I hate that. Stop you doing it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of not doing anything anymore, we can talk about Israel a little bit more before we move on to... Uh, more lighthearted topics. One of the things that Israel has been doing is they have stopped issuing, uh, well, rather, they have announced that they will stop issuing visas to UN officials after a speech by the UN chief um, criticizing Israel in their treatment of Gazans and Palestinians. And, you know, I wouldn't normally find this kind of thing that interesting because it's like, whatever, fuck the UN. You know, when other countries say fuck the UN, I'm like, yeah, you guys are right. You're nailing it. But when Israel does it, it has a different tone. Yeah, a very (laughs) scary tone. Yeah, because it's like this is the international like rules based order that everybody is so keen on. And America always fucking, you know, going off at the mouth about this. And Israel's kind of like our guy. That's like our little pet project dude he's like you know finally doing the things we want him to do and now everybody's like really mad at us for it and it kind of has like that mr beast energy where he's like i give people a million dollars and everyone hates me i make a video (laughs) where i help homeless children and everyone says i'm a bad person (laughs) (laughs) what am i I supposed to be doing (laughs) should i not be centering the entire video around myself and making these ghastly thumbnails where i'm like pointing at a blind person (laughs) in a a blatant attempt to milk advertising money and come out ahead in money i should i shouldn't do that which i not be making money Should I not be making millions of dollars off of my pseudo charity? Is that what you guys are saying? You don't think that the appropriate response to a world historical tragedy is to establish an ethno state? (laughs) Why does everyone mad at me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's sort of crazy because it like, it's uh, like people will say this about like, you know, being quote unquote on the left that it's like, you could do a peaceful march or you could like fight cops or you could be, you know, start a communist party. Like if you're anywhere left of like, center right you know in somewhere like america the cops will beat you up and arrest you so like you might as well go all the way and it seems like Mm -hmm. with israel it's like you could you could have a full like you know you could say like just palestine should exist and israel should stop existing entirely or you could be like milk toast like how about a two-state solution kind of liberal vibe (laughs) if it's anything other than like israel should have the right to ethnically cleanse every palestinian then israel will like react with enraged out like with, with full outrage as though you're mm-hmm. like saying that you want to kill everyone in the country so you might as well just like have the correct take which is that the country should not exist yeah absolutely well and like joe biden i think in one of his speeches this is probably last week i think i heard him actually say the words two-state solution when he really? was doing his like momentary backpedal because he's he's like full-on pro Netanyahu, pro Israel again. But there was a moment where like the political pressure was too much and the Democrats had to be like, actually, some of those calls for genocide, we took an Ambien and didn't go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And so like he was backpedaling for a second and he said two state solution. And I remember seeing a map of like what still constitutes Palestinian controlled territories. And they're so fucking small now, like compared to 30 years ago or whatever, when the two state solution was still kind of being floated around. And it's like, 
well, what what state would they have? They would have like a bunch. They would have like three little exclaves yeah. that don't touch each other, and where they would have to like travel through Israel to get anywhere at all times. You're basically saying like, what if we did the same thing as we're doing now, but we just said like, actually, you can come to the UN. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically just like, what if we say that everything that's happened up until now, all the imperial genocide, apartheid stuff, mm -hmm. what we say that was fine, and then we'll kind of stop doing it, but also not give you anything back that was stolen. How, how's right. that for a solution? What, what if we What if we talked about doing that endlessly, right? And then what, never actually did it. I mean, like even the concept of a one state solution, where it's like, okay, we stop now. It's very generous to Israel. Uh, one state solution should be the liberal compromise. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the like. It's one state bleeding. where everyone has an equal vote, whether you're Israeli or right. Palestinian you, you or whatever. You have freedom of movement. You are, you are, uh, you are a, you know, we mash it up. Mm -hmm. We do that pineapple apple pen of, of <laughs> Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. And then we like, okay, now you can just, like, you can vote, you have all the rights that an Israeli person Yeah, does. I guess it's kind of like West Germany and East Germany, like, merging back together type vibes or whatever. Uh, more so West Germany taking over East Germany. But, like, it's like that kind of solution. Just, like, let everyone, including the former Nazis, like, right. have, be an equal citizen. Right, exactly. When, when, in reality, the actual just thing to do would be to make everyone in Israel leave. Yeah, or at the very least, like, purges. You know, it's like people who were, like, actively involved in the apartheid and the war crimes are, like, punished and removed from power. And it's like, if you're and just, all, like... And Palestinian... It's just, like, it's not been long enough. Because, like, there's, there's a certain argument, and I've been thinking about this because of all of this. Like, this is something people are going to be mad at me for. Yeah, go off. But, like, I think after 300-plus years of Native American genocide, mm -hmm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense to, like, advocate, like, in a perfect world, uh -huh. like, giving all of America control to, like, how many Native Americans, like, exist now? I'm not even sure, yeah. Like, we killed them all. Like, most mm -hmm. of them are dead. And, I mean, it's they should be given positions of power of their mm -hmm. own land and given back but yeah. it's like, I feel like the sort of like the land back, the sort of like you are on stolen land type of person. Like, I don't think there is a realistic reverting to the 1600s. Yeah, like that's you, totally true. You, you can't do it. Um, and I and I think it's hard to have that conversation of what that would look like. But it doesn't really matter because none of that is going to happen or anything. Mm -hmm. Not, but like. You know, you can't expect to like rid the country of 300 million people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's um, like you look at South America for that example, where like admittedly the the way colonialism happened was pretty different. But like a lot of like you know proletarian and anti-colonial uh, groups and and people have taken positions of power down there, and they don't try to be like, oh, we have to give everything back to everybody right away. They're like, okay, what's a practical solution, right, to re-enfranchise yeah. the disenfranchised right here, right now, and move forward? Exactly, mm -hmm. and and that's a much more reasonable thing when it just happened like it was just like it was less than a hundred years ago yeah, like yeah. those people still remember when it wasn't there like there's probably people alive who like mm -hmm. whose parent there's definitely people alive whose parents were 
in Palestine before Israel was there. Yeah, I feel like if you just were like anyone who like emigrated into Israel and is actually like formerly or currently a citizen of a different country, like if all, all of them go back and then it's one state and then you're like anyone who was like born here because you can't really control the fact that like your family moved to Israel or whatever and then you were born there. At, you know, even if you ended up like benefiting from the apartheid mm -hmm. society, it's like, do those people, should those people leave too? Or should you just like give them equal rights right. with but everyone else? it should be up to the Palestinians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's a complicated issue how it would actually be sorted out. But I'm sure, here's the thing. <laughs> we could talk about this forever. I'm sure the Palestinians have their own idea. <laughs> I'm sure they know how yeah, they yeah. would do it. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, let's return to domestic politics, even though Israel is basically the 51st state. Um, and talk about something that's totally inconsequential, which is that they've finally got a speaker for the House. This was announced just a few hours before we started recording. Oh, yeah. The House has been speakerless for weeks now um, because Kevin McCarthy was outed and they have finally installed another Republican. His name is Mike Johnson. And that incredibly bland name tells you everything you need to know about this guy, which is that uh, nobody knows a whole lot about him. He seems to be <laughs> the epitome of a compromised candidate, which is essentially a name drawn out of a hat. Uh, and uh, I have trouble understanding exactly what the importance of the Speaker of the House is, but it does seem deathly important to all bourgeois politicians mm -hmm. that we have one. Yeah. So, yeah. I get, did Congress burn down in the last 22 days? It seemed like the government was functioning as poorly as it always does. I was actually at the gym and they had like on the TV the a CBS special report that the House had chosen Mike Johnson. It was putting up a <laughs> list of his like positions and it was like... Voted against same-sex marriage. Voted against something about abortion. And then it was also like, voted against Ukrainian aid package. And I was like, huh, I feel like one of those things is a little different than the others. <laughs> <laughs> that one seems fine. Yeah, he has, it's according to his Wikipedia, uh, has very bad opinions about most things. Okay. Um, except for that one. Yeah. He also has ties to uh, Protestant fundamentalist groups that I'm very familiar with, like Answers in Genesis. Oh, um, which is, I believe, Ken Ham's organization. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Focus on the Family. I've heard of that one. Man. Yeah, James Dobson. That's like an 80s, 90s one, right? Like that's been around for a while. Yeah, big yeah. time in the 80s. Um, Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family. Who's not focusing um, on the family? <laughs> he's a big Christian right-wing freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, But apparently he doesn't think, maybe he's like an America first guy who's just like, yeah. no, we shouldn't fund anybody like keep yeah all the money. sure yeah, yeah. well what's interesting is that leading up to ukraine and israel uh i feel like the defense industry's power in domestic politics was kind of like waning and other financial interests were trying to pick up a little bit and it's not surprising i suppose even though i am surprised by it that guys who are backed by religious interests would be really keen on trying to fill whatever tiny little bit of space might be left at any point in time. And I just Googled it. I was like, how big is the religious industry in the United States? It's $1.2 trillion annually. And that's what's reported. So you got to figure every single church is hiding money. Plus a bunch of churches probably don't even declare themselves as churches. Plus you have all of the different like cults, weird ritualistic groups that don't call themselves anything, private donation groups, secret societies, weird uh, NGOs and 501c3s that are not exactly churches, but basically run by them. It's like 
you start to think if it's like a five trillion dollar annual industry in the United States, they're eventually going to toss a guy out there who's like, actually, we shouldn't bomb people back into the Stone Age. We should all find Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to find Jesus. I mean, where is he hiding? And it's one of those things I've mentioned before, like. Fascists, at the very least, (laughs) sometimes are at least like, well, we have all of this empire. We should use it to make our citizens' lives better. Uh Um, And that I at least appreciate. Like, Mm -hmm. I at least appreciate that it's like, do something that isn't completely, like, just exponential growth for the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bryn is a Peronist now. Yeah, I'm a Peronist. <laughs> what the hell is that? Um, Nobody knows. But it's, just, it's, <laughs> just, it's provocative. It's just Gets so people bizarre going. that, like, you have so many people who are, like, right-wingers who are just like, yeah, we should spend all of our tax money on not- on giving me nothing and supporting the truth. Yeah, where's like, your selfishness? I don't, I, don't, I don't get where that is coming from. So well, least, they get I'm kickbacks from, they get kickbacks from like the generals and the purchasing agents at the no, DOD. No, 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 I get why the elites in Congress do, but people who are like voting for those people, I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like it's like the ultimate sports team for them, I guess. I'm it's like saying, the like American liberals, military. Like the it's like a sports team that it's that where you know a guy who's on the team. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like it's not like you're a you're a fucking Detroit Lions fan or whatever, however many of them are even left. Yeah. And and you're like, Poor Oh, souls. my buddy played for the Lions in nineteen ninety six. That doesn't really happen. But if you're like, Oh yeah, I support the troops. My dad was a troop, my uncle was a troop, and my buddy Gary, who can crack a beer with his teeth, was a troop. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just I feel like Democrats make less and less sense while the country is falling apart. Like yeah, like and are not calling for like, hey, focus our fascism on us and give us the benefits. Like, if you're gonna be a national socialist, you do the healthcare thing. You yeah, know, yeah. like no, no, it's like yeah, lo- we, we've imprisoned all the blacks. We've got concentration camps for the Mexicans. Like give us a good life, you know, Mm -hmm. let me have my picket fence with all the white people. But it's like, I don't even, you can't even be blinded by that anymore because you just are surrounded by poverty. Mm -hmm. No, now you got to suck Elon's dick with Bitcoin on Twitch in your spare time, and that's supposed to be your roses. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. These people are idiots. Yeah, Yeah. it really is like the, like people like the Democrats are, it's it's like the fact that like we're watching so many things crumble around us because of like norms, because of the normal way the world operates. And they're horrified at like the idea of someone like Trump destroying norms. And it's like, what have they ever done for anybody? They've, they put us in this situation of like a burning planet where everything's crumbling. There's like every, the rich people keep getting richer and yet everything is falling apart. Do you remember Mary L. Trump, Trump's niece? Kinda, yeah. Who hates him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she... Oh yeah, she wrote Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah like... the modern Prometheus. That's the one. <laughs> Trump, the modern Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, she tweeted uh, today: "Fucking Mike Johnson, election design denying maggot, is now second in line to the presidency. The fascists are now in charge." <laughs> is, let me guess: is maggot a- capital M A G A A T? Wow, great insult. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fascists are now in charge. The fascists so, are now, now, today. So she's saying yeah, today. patriots in control, October basically. October 25th, yeah. 2023, the fascists yeah. are Patriots in, in control. Harry Truman was just some guy. 
<laughs> he put his pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. He was a real politician. Yeah. Unlike the fascists now. Yeah. He played he played at the he played the game the right way. George Bush, George W. Bush, heroes. Yeah. He was heroes. a real scrappy lunch pail type, you know, yeah. last in, like first in, last out of the gym kind of guy. <laughs> Volunteer kids softball coach kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, just gives guy, you the warm fuzzies. Kind of guy you'd wanna, like, want to like. want you want your daughter with. to date? You yeah, have, have a beer. Kind of guy you'd want to throw a beer at. Have yeah. a beer with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Johnson though, no, he's the fascist now. Yeah, the goalpost just keeps getting further into the Sahara Desert. <laughs> yeah, look at me, Mike Johnson is the fascist now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as long as we're talking about guys that I want to have a beer with, throw a beer at, I'm not actually sure anymore. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Lil B, the based god, oh, yeah. uh, famed early adopter of technology. This guy has has been on the cutting edge of all manner of cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and various other things. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but he keeps doing it, so it warrants another comment. He keeps posting this thing called Lil B X Random Fandom Presents Wings and Wheelchairs, number one, episode seven, The Imposter's Hoops, A Slam Dunk of Truth. And then it's like a ton of AI-generated anime waifu ladies in wheelchairs (laughs) playing basketball and thanking Based God for their success on the court. (laughs) And... (laughs) What? I'm having a lot of trouble understanding exactly what's happening here, but my experience culturally is that if Lil B is on one about something, it means it will be relevant later. So my brain is just having a little bit of trouble trying to parse this information. (laughs) The winged wheelchair squad was enjoying a well-deserved break when they received an urgent message. Someone was impersonating their friend and ally, Lil B. I'd love to be an ally to a wheelchair basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Planning to host a basketball tournament under his name. The team knew they had to act quickly to stop this imposter and protect Lil B's reputation. It's really on the level of like 2009, like My Little Pony green text, like fan, fan, uh, what the fuck is it called? Oh, wow. I'm I'm reading the. uh... This isn't true. What, the story? (laughs) This story is not true. It's like fan fiction. You look at the. (laughs) That's your objection. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking a look at the art, and you have like, I think the way to describe them would be thick uh, anime girls in wheelchairs. Um, in a, it, it's, it looks all AI generated because like the basket is a nightmare, their feet are a nightmare. Uh, the dimensions of the room actually like mostly look normal. Uh, it looks like the basketball hoops are actually situated on the sides of the court and not the like ends. The oh yeah, yeah. The like the where that you would be sitting to watch. And then you just have like Lil B photoshopped in and it says Lil B, great job. It's all about teamwork. Passing the ball and remaining positive. <laughs> it kind of, it's like has the production value. Like obviously the AI stuff is new but it looks like a uh, like an old 90s like visual novel where it's just like, a li- like if you imagine this picture like much more pixelated yeah and then it's, it's like, just, like a mm-hmm. little b cd rom game backyard yeah. <laughs> basketball <laughs> little b visual novel the winged wheelchair <laughs> yeah you should make it a visual novel probably it would be no, i, I just, guess that's the thing he's he's on the cutting edge what i want to say is now everybody knows that ai generated artwork looks bad yeah mm-hmm. uh this looks so bad and and everything about it is wrong the first picture go back to the first yeah picture. yeah uh the nets are wrong uh-huh the basket 
is like like usually they always get the hands wrong uh-huh. and the hands are very wrong yeah but like the basketball is floating in the air next to her giant boobs mm-hmm. her, the feet are like being wrapped into the wheels i think yeah not so yeah good. and like whether or not the girls are even in the wheelchairs is inconsistent if you go to his facebook page <laughs> or i shared it on my facebook page actually if you go to my facebook page you can see where he shared it on facebook that lets you attach a lot more images uh-huh. and it's it's much longer than what you're seeing on Twitter. Uh, let's take a look at this. <laughs> so, so, so Lil B is. So this isn't a thing he's doing. He's not supporting. He's not supporting a real wheelchair. No uh, basketball league. This is a fan fiction that he's writing about. What if he did do that? Yeah, this is Lil B with random fandom, which I suppose is like some people from his fan base who wanted to do this for some reason. And they've gotten together to collaborate and make a comic strip that frankly, I could have shit out something more impressive using AI generated images and MS paint in an afternoon. I've used them once. Once One time I used mid journey to try to imagine a, a image that was in my head. I was unsuccessful. It sucks. Uh, but still, this is really... It looks really, better than this. Really worse. Yeah, almost like when you were mentioning that, Brian, it's like, it looks so bad that it's like, I either wonder, is he using like a really off-brand, like freemium uh, AI generator? Or is it like supposed to look this insane? Because Lil B <laughs> always like... That's true. His aesthetics were like very like what is this going for? Or is it just like his rapping style would be like, why are you rapping so weirdly <laughs> and awkwardly seemingly on purpose? Cause you can sometimes rap better. So what are you going for? I feel like he wants it to look like janky and old and shitty in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, people like AI art has really broken a lot of people's brains because yeah. they're like, finally I can make the content that I wanted to see in the world. But like, I'm going to add another link under the, the little B Twitter link here in the notes and just click on this. This is one of the funniest things I've seen in weeks. Yeah. I, I Oh, here we go. This is the really, the, but this, these people can walk. They're not, all <laughs> yeah, I know, they're not in the wheelchairs all the time. I, I don't yeah. think we've actually mentioned Big, thick anime women playing basketball. Um, <laughs> huge ass, huge boobs. Uh, that's that's what. <laughs> okay, and now we're looking at a picture of. I guess this is supposed to be AI generated. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this is from Western Spiritual Shitposting, the answer to Eastern Spiritual Shitposting, the famous Facebook group. And uh, it it was funny for a little while, but it's immediately been invaded by fascists because Western is in the name. Mm. Uh, But this is an AI generated picture of a family, a white family with blonde hair. And the wife, of course, has enormous tits because it's AI art. And it says, start beautiful Christian families and make atheists rage. And then in parentheses, ignore the Mormon temple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a hunky white guy with his arm around his like her boobs are maybe like a size and a half bigger than her face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say th- his arm is around her boobs. Like, yeah. and I don't actually know what the Somehow. There there's no logic of how it would have gotten there. Although reasonable hands. I almost wonder if they, like they like hired real artists just to yeah. draw hands or something or is there some kind of like hand <laughs> cleanup thing? And then he's holding a little white baby. Yeah. That actually be a great scam. At the, they have they're like 
in space apparently they're in like, space but there's mountains moons. behind them and the yeah. church of latter-day saints is also behind them in a different <laughs> yeah. direction <laughs> yeah it kind of looks like what i would imagine it, the view would be like if you were on one of the moons of uh jupiter or saturn where there's like yeah. 15 other moons like this is if you're on ganymede you're looking out at like io and callisto and all that stuff up in the sky except you'd also would see saturn or jupiter so right. that doesn't quite work we, we all know you've been reading sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's cool and the whole time you're experiencing the cosmic beauty of the universe a new testament of jesus christ is being revealed to you in the new world <laughs> yeah. and of course your wife has uh medically problematically humongous uh gazongas and so yeah. you know everything's good absolutely well the gravity's lower on this planet yeah, you true, must understand true. so <laughs> that's just the way things happen but um one last thing that i wanted to to cover i'm not actually going to give you guys the link for this one because i want you to guess uh, a detail about it okay so i, I want i'm, I'm going to set the stage a little bit by reading from the greenville daily bugle and it says in a dramatic incident that unfolded at a cvs pharmacy on curry fort road in orlando a 23 year old man identified as government name was arrested after allegedly robbing the store with a threatening note that he intended to shoot over a cache of prescription drugs. The Orlando P Police Department swiftly responded to the incident, blah, blah, blah. And so when he went into the CVS, the note said, give me all of the, not asking for some, all of the blank, or I'll shoot everyone in here. Uh, it's, okay. This is an armed robbery, print, uh, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And I want you to guess, what kind of drug do you think that this guy was hmm. after? Adderall. No, uh, good guess. That's what I would be after, but, but not, uh, not it. Hymns that like spray you can get online that cures baldness. Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Significantly closer. Mm. Zyrtec. <laughs> oh, wait, Sudafed. He's just like, I want the real decongestion, not the fake one that you sell in like stuff I'm now. Very sniffly. That doesn't work. And I hate having to fill out the form and show three forms of ID just to buy real Sudafed. Just give it to me. I'm not going to make meth with it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to give it to you because you did actually guess one of the th Adderall was one of the things on the list. It was actually a pretty comprehensive list. Mm. But the, the notable drug that he was asking for was Viagra. He uh. wanted all of the Viagra in the CVS. <laughs> and you got to wonder, like, OK, you're going in and you're doing an, a robbery and you're like, I need the hydrocodone. I need the Xanax. I need the Adderall. Great, great, great. Knocking this out of the park, dude. But maybe after all that, my dick isn't going to work so good. Yeah. <laughs> Planning ahead. I'm going to feel like having sex because I feel like I pulled off a robbery and yeah. then I, my dick yeah. won't work. I'm going to make a lot of money. And then what am I going to do with all that money if I can't have sex? Come on. It, it's like the armed robbery equivalent of being like, look, it's going to be a hard night out, boys. I want everyone to have two emergency packets in their pocket before we leave the <laughs> house <laughs> <laughs> he did the, the ron ron swanson thing mm -hmm. he's like give me all of the viagra that you have give me all the viagra <laughs> that you have yeah. oh man yeah why why would you need all that uh i don't know it, it it doesn't seem like they ever got a straight answer out of him but you can take a look at the note uh it's pretty fun uh i'll share it in the in the notes here so what does it say and exactly the precise wording of the note is, um, let, let's open it on Twitter so I can see the whole thing. This is an armed robbery. Please okay. cooperate. I don't want to hurt you. You are not to alarm anybody or I will shoot the closest person to me. Please follow these directions or I will shoot the closest person to me. <laughs> I like how he's like, let me be clear about what I'm planning okay, to do here. I have here. to repeat that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it says bag the following oxycodone, five milligrams, 7.5 milligrams. He lists a bunch of milligrams and then says all bottles, hydrocodone, bunch of milligrams, all bottles, Xanax, all bottles, Adderall, all bottles, liquid codeine promethazine, all bottles, Viagra, 100 milligrams, 
all bottles. <laughs> when finished, place note in bag and lay down, or I will shoot. <laughs> <laughs> So he's very he's very emphatic about that. So this guy didn't get away with it. No, unfortunately uh, he got, not. He got caught. Um, As he was trying to leave, it looks like the cop showed oh, up. So someone, they, someone so they probably... did put the they put the medicine in the bag. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you worked at CVS, would you do anything different? Like, how much money no, are you making? No, of course not. I don't care. I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, sure, have some, man. I wouldn't even send. I wouldn't even put the alarm on. Be like, oh, bye. She's like, whatever. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't I, even I, need I, this I, job anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just for my own safety, I would like. Like, maybe you'd be required to tell the police eventually, but I wouldn't want them to show up while the guy was still there. I would there. let the manager do they it. They would start shooting. Like, the cops would immediately start shooting at him, and they might hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't want, want that any, smoke. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And not. also, like, in the in the hall photo that they got of all the stuff they took off of him, this is definitely not all of the pills in the CVS. <laughs> they handed him a bag of stuff and were like, I bet he leaves after getting handed yeah. this. <laughs> My question is, do... Do they just keep a big bottle of these things? Like he says, all bottles. Like, does he think they just have them in the little orange bottles? Mm, interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. Already? I thought they were in like something else. Like I a don't big know. bottle? I kind of assume. Like you think they're in just like stuff? loose tubs, like a candy store where you walk around with your little paper bag and you get the scoop and the tongs? <laughs> yeah, you know what I, you know I, what I really scoops. thought? Like, I'm like, if I just had to say what was the first image in my head yeah i kind of thought of them like uh when you get coffee beans yeah from like the <laughs> supermarket like oh, yeah. they have that little like plastic lever and they like pour out oh yeah That's the, how the I pills pour out it. yeah i also yeah. know they have those little like shovels with the angles okay that they like mm-hmm. use to sort the pills okay so they're 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 getting them out of some kind of barrel yeah <laughs> I mean, according to Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up, his description of, like, the pharmacy is like, I can't be on the floor with you people. I'm getting the pills out of the big bottle and putting them in the little bottle. (laughs) It's really hard. Got to write down on a little piece of paper what they are. Yeah, Yeah, so you you bust into the CVS and you're like, give me the two-gallon barrel of promethazine. And don't forget the Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is something you you could definitely research this on, like, YouTube. It's not a state secret. If you were just like, what's it look like in a pharmacy? Like, pharmacy vlog, and you could see what's in the back of a Walgreens <laughs> and then like know what to ask for be like oh they call this kind of you know this barrel is called the Flugenstein and right you're if like, you're gonna actually do the robbery give me the Flugenstein yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need yeah two kilos of, of Viagra and a Gaylord of Adderall <laughs> <laughs> what's also interesting is that he could have cased the place a little better I think because you don't have to have this note it's not a bank like there's no vault <laughs> and, right. and I, as far as I can remember in most pharmacies it's there's not even a locked door usually. Yeah, I feel like, like they just they don't want you back there, but like they're not like there's no like big key or like latch or lock. It's usually like an open hallway. There's a lot of yeah. pills that are just back there. I have seen I I don't remember what that says, but I do remember like at our local pharmacy there's like some kind of part of it that I think it says has like a timed door and maybe that is where they put like more sensitive stuff sure maybe like, but that's where the viagra is I'm yeah, yeah. Saying, <laughs> i'm just saying you could have gone back there and then being like hey this is a robbery open this case that i know is where the stuff is right yeah, yeah. but like he didn't do that he just like went to the counter like it was a bank right yeah <laughs> and I, it's like do they have a silent alarm or anything probably, probably but they like, probably have a button for something like this yeah well, yeah. R.I.P. to this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not dead, but yeah, his R. life is. He's not dead, but up. he uh, he's not getting his Viagra. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah or his be- 
or his uh, oxys. Yeah. Be smart if you want to steal pills from the pharmacy. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Invent some kind of vacuum pants that just pick them up randomly off the floor and see what you get. <laughs> yeah. I bet get, you'd be surprised. Get a job at the pharmacy is what I would recommend. Oh, like, you probably so can probably can do it there that way. Yeah. You might. You probably would it, still get caught, but you know that's a little better. If the hit television show starring Edie Falco, Nurse Jackie, is to be believed, you simply get a job at a hospital, and then you're high all the time. Uh, uh, I believe it. I buy no, it. that's true. There's actually just listened to uh, an episode of Serial, that show by Sarah King. Oh, there's new Serial? Is well, it they, good? They've been uploading all kinds of shit. Oh, nice. But there's a new uh, Serial series where they're covering this case of a hospital that uh, nurses were just not giving... Um, pain like the uh like the anesthesiologist when they put you to sleep mm-hmm. um and put you under and then they give you like the painkiller too okay um for hysterectomy or some some specific drug that they were using for like the specific procedure mm. uh specifically for women uh maybe abortions or whatever but mm. it was like these women were experiencing like insane like torturous pain and they couldn't really move yeah. And this was happening mm. like consistently. And they were just stealing it instead of and, giving like, it to them. And like some of the patients were like, they stole the drugs. Yeah. And they were right. Huh. And like huh. it was this huge scandal that it was like one hospital was doing this. But it's like, it's definitely happening all over the country when yeah. you have like drug, you know, opiate addiction. Yeah, super rampant. Po- super powerful and like, uh, you know, high quality drugs. Yeah. And they're yeah. there. Like, yeah. Well, pharmacy you, quality pr- fentanyl patches, for instance. You which just I know say you like gave it to ones. the patient and then don't. Yeah. And then who's mm-hmm. going to believe them? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, as long as we uh, are wrapping up our list of cool ways to commit medical crimes, uh, this has been BP Pledis <laughs> for the week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a cool medical crime, be sure to write in. Uh, you can listen to my other show, Work Stoppage, Bryn's other show, Generation Lost, Todd as a Shop, Doomer.shop. And as always, we love you. Stay high. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash bpbledis if you'd like to hear an extra episode every week. Uh, Bonus episodes. Chill out in the Discord. And until then, goodbye. Stay high, goodbye. Beep it. Bye.